would you like to wake up one day and experience life through the ways of everyone around you based on their feelings? You know, the pastor doesn't feel like preaching so your spirit doesn't get fed. The food seller or restaurant joint doesn't feel like serving you your favorite food so you go hungry. The employer doesn't feel like paying you what's due. And since the lawyers and judges don't feel like holding the employer accountable, you don't receive your paycheck. <laughs> and your partner doesn't feel like showing affection. Your kids are just not feeling your vibes. And you don't feel like feeling other people's feelings. <laughs> there are a lot of feelings to go around. But what if you could navigate through that reactive feeling to a more responsive awareness? Come on, let's go and figure out what we are talking about today. Let's find out. This is Kate Cookadaisy, and welcome to Choose to Live Free podcast. I am so glad you are here, and I am so thankful that you have tuned in and you are listening. It is great. It is so great to see you uh, online just responding and giving me feedback and just thank you so much for everything that you're doing supporting me, and I really, really appreciate it. What I want to do with this podcast and for our ministry, I am Free Woman Ministries, is to help you heal and transform your heart and mind as you choose to live free every day. Healing is our choice. And once we embrace that process, as we say here in the ministry, healed people heal people. This podcast is me navigating the world of healing, the heart and mind, with you and with important friends that I will invite to the show. Walking the rich and beautiful life of faith plus being your authentic godly self can sometimes be so tricky. Choose to Live Free podcast is my way of making faith walk plus healing plus everything in between about life and living it relatable and most importantly, joyful and peaceful. Okay, so welcome, and I am so glad to have you here. Before we get into our show today, I have just a few things I want to remind you of. Episodes, I think, are now going to be, re be releasing every Thursday. It's kind of sort of becoming a weekly thing for me, so I might stick with this cadence, right? Should I? Should I not? Should I? Let me know. All right. I also want you to head over to ChiefJoyActivator.com and I am freewoman.org. There are amazing things in store and are coming and I don't want you to miss out. So I want you to subscribe to our email listing so that you can be aware of some of the things that are happening on iamfreewoman.org and chiefjoyactivator.com. I want you to subscribe to this podcast. I mean, if you have been listening and, okay, so you haven't started doing the homework yet, that's fine, but I'm sure one day the Holy Spirit will kick you in the... Mm, and you will go, <laughs> the Holy Spirit will convict you <laughs> and you will start taking some notes. <laughs> 
So go ahead and make sure that you subscribe, okay? And if you are already on Instagram or Facebook, do find us and follow us so that you don't miss a thing. I know that people have different ways in which they are connecting with organizations these days. So if you're an Instagram person, sure, go to Instagram. If you're a Facebook person, sure, go to Facebook and let's connect over there. And if you happen to be a YouTube person, we are on YouTube at I Am Fruman Ministries. And you can follow us and you can watch some of our videos and so on and so forth. Lastly, in October, this coming month, so tomorrow is going to be still September. That's why I'm saying this coming month, but October is not far off. In October, I Am Fruman Ministries is holding two events. One is virtual, which means you can attend from anywhere in the world via Zoom. And this is a women's conference for all women and girls, all women and young girls, all women and preteens and teenagers who are at a point in their life where they're asking themselves that valuable question. Does God love me? This message is about love. We are going to be talking about love this conference and you are invited. So come and join us and let's talk about when true love heals. And we are talking about Jesus and our health when it comes to mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical health. Okay. If you're also in Atlanta, I'm inviting you October 29th. You are welcome to join us for our self-defense class. You're always going to be having a, a cell phone with you. You're going to have a pen with you. You're also going to have a water bottle with you. Wouldn't it be nice if you knew what to do with these items when you're caught in a situation where you can get out of? Yep. I need you to go to our website, IamFreeWoman.org, and register for this event that's coming up on October 29th. It is going to be amazing, and it is going to be led by our grandmaster, Dr. Odette Russell, and so you don't want to miss out, okay? All right, so let's go ahead, and I want to talk about what we will be talking about today. I am excited because this is one of the topics that, you know, people don't like to talk about it or broach the topic too much, but when they do, there is a lot of lessons that you learn in here. So let me set the stage. It was a cool Wednesday morning. Sometimes people say Wednesday. Sometimes people say Wednesday. Oh, what do you do? <laughs> September morning and I was getting the kids school lunch and snacks ready. So I went into the pantry to pick something up and I think I was going to pick up the dog's food to, to get, get her some food. And so as I came out of the pantry, I saw my daughter walking in between the dining table chairs. And I was thinking to myself, why is she walking in between the dining table chairs, you know? Now, I like organized stuff and some things just don't align with my soul and my spirit. And one of those is chaos. I can't stand things that are not organized. And I have come a long way. When you have kids, sometimes you have to kind of turn a blind eye to those things, right? So I asked my daughter, Kennedy, to push the chair in. Out from the mouth of this child were these words. I don't feel like it. 
Yes, my mouth dropped. I mean, someone will say these American kids. Yeah, but she did say that. I don't feel like it. So I gave her a pass on the other discipline. And what I mean by is the other discipline that I experienced growing up. Because I know if I was, you know, if, if I was caught up in a situation with, for example, my mama, my mother Gladys, <laughs> and I had uttered these words, I don't feel like it. Oof. <sighs> my face will be so shiny. <laughs> So for a 10-year-old girl to tell me that I don't feel like it, you know, naturally, something was bubbling inside of me. And I could literally hear my mother Gladys saying something like this. And I'm going to be switching from Fanti, which is my Ghanaian dialect, to English for my English speakers and friends. Okay, so if it was my mama Gladys and I had said, I don't feel like it, this is how she would start off alerting me to correct my behavior. She would have said something like, hey, Essendon. <laughs> Which basically means, hey, what did you say over there in Ghanaian dialects? Yes. And I would have immediately known that uh, you better correct it or she will correct you. <laughs> so... This child of mine said she did not feel like pushing the chairs in. Hmm. I stopped in my tracks and I could sense the anger bubbling in me. Now, I have this thing about anger. Anger and me are kind of like not best friends. No, we can't be. But we have an understanding that, yes, my pet peeves in life include the fact that people don't use common sense. And sometimes I'm kind of like, uh, yeah. And sometimes when things don't go the way they're supposed to go for me, I might get a little bit testy. Yes, the Chief Joy Activator does get testy. <laughs> and so when she said that, I immediately felt that. That was the basic emotion that I felt. And that was all coming from that parent control stuff. I've been talking about PNC, power and control. And so I felt, wow, did she just tell me that she does not feel like it? I am her parent. She's supposed to do what I tell her. That's all the stuff that was going through my head. So as I was thinking through how I was going to respond to that, I chose differently. I was like, okay, there's more to this story than just her saying she doesn't feel like it. And I sensed the Holy Spirit saying this to me as a teaching moment. So I said to my daughter, okay, well, I don't feel like cutting up these watermelons that you asked for last night. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I don't feel like going to Walmart and picking up a bralette as you asked for last night. No, 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 no. And by the way, I don't feel like picking you up from school today. Mm -hmm. Figure it out. You should have seen the face that she gave me, the smirk on her face. Yes. So she walked up to me with the smirk on her face and I asked her, do you get what I am saying? She said, yes, I added this. Sometimes we don't feel like doing something. 
but we do it anyway because the reward does not come now, but later. Let me repeat that. Sometimes we don't feel like doing something, but we do it anyway because the reward does not come now, but later. For example, this podcast that I'm recording, the reward of the podcast is not even coming now. It's probably coming later, right? But I feel like sitting here. I feel like doing it. So it comes easy. But how about if it was something that you didn't feel like doing? Like having to wake up so early in the morning to catch the bus to go to work or to go to a meeting or something like that. Like when we are having a conference and you have to wake up super early to prepare and you don't feel like it. That's what I mean by sometimes we don't feel like doing something but we do it anyway because the reward does not come now, but later. If you don't push the chair in, Kennedy, as I told her, you will most likely bump into the chair. And because you're rushing in the morning all the time, when you bump into the chair, you might get hurt. And that means the doctor's office. Her facial expression told me she got the message. No spanking to teach her that you know, her her, her attitude and all that was not valid. It was valid. Her emotions, she was expressing something. So no spanking to correct her reactive response. This was plenty. Whatever I told her was plenty enough to teach her that even Jesus, when he was trying to not pay the ultimate price, had to acquiesce to his father's will and say, not my will, but your will be done and that is obedience. There are families out there today literally being torn apart because of this feeling. There are lives in ruins because of this feeling. There are decisions hanging in the air because of this feeling. There are friendships and relationships on good or bad terms because of this feeling and so many others. Feeling, 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 feeling. Feelings are so valid and we must acknowledge their presence in our human nature. But there is an even bigger unconscious, subconscious, psychological activity taking place that comes before feeling. I find it very fascinating that as a grown woman, I recently just started paying attention to this psychological part of me. Friends, Before the feeling, there is an underlying emotion. And before the emotion, there is something or someone that evokes such emotion. Yes. So that feeling you have is coming from a place. And becoming aware of it is really important in knowing how to navigate its presence in your life. Because truly, feelings are necessary. They are absolutely necessary. Emotions are necessary, absolutely necessary. So what is the difference then between feelings and emotions? Because we often use them interchangeably, which some of our psychological experts probably roll their eyes every time they hear it. (laughs) Let me take some time to break down the differences while identifying where most of us, like me and my daughter, get trapped. In her book, The Language of Emotions, author Carla McLaren describes emotions as this. Astonishing, powerful, healing, and humorous, 
protecting us through days we need them, accompanying us in our hardest days. I will add that emotions make you and I human. It is what distinguishes you from the log of wood outside your home or office today. (laughs) And so when we feel something, what we are actually experiencing is the feedback of what is going on underneath. Yes. Your emotions are always true, valid, and you must know what they are. But your emotions aren't always right. Mm -hmm. The fact that you are sad and feel depressed doesn't mean you have depression. There are additional symptoms and signs and tests and assessments that will need to be done to ascertain this diagnosis. The fact that you are joyful and feel happy today doesn't mean you have no worries in life. Your emotions are always true, but they don't tell you and others the full picture of what is going on and even who you are. Yes. So why then do we allow so much of how we feel to control how we act and behave? Oh, the ultimate question. Here's the difference between emotions and feelings. Emotion, think of it kind of like the seed planted and feeling is kind of like the fruit you see. Psychology today describes emotions and feelings as the engine and the car. You tune up your car and you must tune up the engine too, right? So they go together. Your emotions are the raw data, the psychological experiences that give you information about your world. Your feelings are your conscious awareness of the emotions. So they do go together. You have the emotion and then you feel. Let me repeat that. You have the emotion and then you feel. As I mentioned earlier though, something or someone kick starts the process. This means that before the emotion is triggered, there is a situation that happens to evoke it. This situation could be a good one or a bad one. So if you look at my daughter's situation, this is what I asked her to do. I said, I said, push the chair in. That's what I told her. Kennedy, please push the chair in. And she immediately said, I don't feel like it. Which in other words says, I don't want to do it, right? What was underneath such a feeling? She had the big emotion, anger, followed by exasperation, followed by frustration. It's too early in the mom in the morning, mommy. Why are you asking me to push in chairs? It's like 6.30 in the morning. So I get it. She was probably feeling like, oh my gosh, here she comes with telling me to do something and I'm like not ready for it and so on. I do get it. Now, as a parent, I could have bypassed all of that and simply discipline her for having an attitude. Thus, what I would be communicating to her was the whole message of anti-emotion. 
So some of us grew up in this era of anti-emotion training where uh, when you get into your emotional state, your parent, your caregiver will stop you from experiencing those emotions. For example, I remember when we were young, if you cried, you'll be like, why are you crying? Stop crying before I spank you some more. <laughs> um, if I cried, I would get more spanking, which means I would cry some more, which means I would get more spanking. <laughs> I didn't want that. I didn't want my daughter to have that anti-emotion training suddenly going on. So now we have a world full of humans with suppressed negative emotions out there and sometimes even positive emotions. Sometimes in some environments, in some cultures, you cannot even express that you're happy. So instead of learning what to do with the emotion we rationalize it and move on. We pray about it and move on. And so the world, you know, it's like we don't need more crybabies. We don't need angry black women. We don't need assertive women and so on. All those are stereotypicals that people place on women. But here's the kicker though. When we don't take care of our emotions, when we don't take care of how we feel, right? When we don't take time to process what's happening on the inside of us. One day divorce happens, harassment happens, bullying happens. And before you know it, somebody somewhere has poked the bear and everything goes downhill from there or uphill from there. If I had spanked my daughter for being rude in that moment, she would have walked away with a mark on her psychological development which would say that you can't feel because when you feel, people are looking at you weird or something is going to happen to you. I didn't want that. Creating such a safe space for others and especially children to express their emotions is so important. As I was preparing this episode, I already knew the story that the Holy Spirit was going to drop in my heart to emphasize the importance of emotions and being aware of them as well as our feelings, our actions, and our expressions of those emotions by feelings. We are taken to the Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus is about to be arrested. Now imagine that, okay? Imagine that moment. Matthew 26, 50, this is what Jesus said when Judas greets him and kisses him. Jesus says, friend, do what you came for. He didn't say, friend, do what you came for. He didn't say, what do you want? You know, he already knew and he was so calm about it. And when one of Jesus's companions struck one of the servants of the high priest and cut off his ear, Jesus didn't say, oh my gosh, what is wrong with you? He didn't say that. Jesus in such a highly charged emotional atmosphere instructed his companion to put down the sword and he calmly expressed his thoughts being obedient to his purpose and assignment. He fixed what needed to be fixed. He said, let's just move on with what we we, we have to do. This brings me to a moment I had reflecting on this topic. 
What if instead of referring to yourself by the emotions you feel, for example, I am disappointed, I am happy, I am depressed, and so on. What if you start expressing your feelings as feelings and not who you are? So instead of saying, I am happy, you say, I feel happy. Instead of saying, I am anxious, you say, I feel anxious. Instead of saying, I am hurt, you say, I feel hurt. Jesus was aware of his emotions, which were true, but he did not react based on those emotions all the time. He responded, most likely after careful consideration and weighing all things he held valuable in his life, obeying his father's will being the most important. And he did not rebuke his companion for expressing his feelings either. He, cre- he had created a safe space and covered whatever happened and afterwards. It doesn't matter the depth of what is happening, my friend. You have the power via the Holy Spirit and the cognitive ability to feel, know, and name your emotion. You can identify your emotions, you can articulate them, and then you can employ the right actions to navigate them. You can become aware of whens and whys of your of your feelings and through some practical tools such as reflecting, reframing, pausing, you can take appropriate actions. Carla McLaren, this author who wrote Language of Emotions, gives a flow chart of how emotions move and become actions in her book. So, for example, situations or humans evoke your emotion. That's the first one, followed by emotion itself, which then sends a feedback message known as feeling. Mm-hmm. That is where most of us stop. But what if you can powerfully name that emotion, sit with that feeling, pause, reflect, engage your cognition a bit to understand and make sound reason about what you heard before you make a move. This comes with some practice because it's not easy. It comes with some practice and being intentionally aware of everything that's going on enough to catch those areas that you know needs improvement. Now, in our episode five, The Real You, I talk all about self-reflection and I think you should take advantage of it, listen to it, and make sure that you do the work, okay? I will link in the show notes where you can pick up Carla's book as well because I think it is going to be so beneficial for you to read it and for you to understand and have language around your emotions. So in Carla's book, she gives us language of how to use these words to express our emotions, okay? And it it is so helpful. So I want you to know that so you can pick it up. Now I can go on and on about what this is all about when it comes to your emotions and feelings and how to express them. But I think you get the gist. Please stop acting out based on your feelings. 
please. The decisions that you're making about your marriage, the decisions that you're making about your children, everything. If it's going to be something like, I feel, I feel, I feel, you want to evaluate what's really going on. The feeling is a signal, a warning, a reminder. So listen to it. Know where it is truly coming from and do the work to understand and put words to it before you act it out. When you unfortunately act it out, you can always take responsibility. You can have a bit of grace on yourself. Because it is not easy, my friends. It is not easy walking this life of faith, walking this life of wanting to be like Jesus. It is not. And I know that you can, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you can dig deep and pull from the source, your heart. All right. So here are your three thoughts, three words, and three actions for today. The first thought You should feel your emotions, but don't let your feelings dictate your decisions in life. Remember, you can have a reactive feeling and a responsive feeling. You can have a reactive feeling and a responsive awareness. With a bit of deep breathing exercises, for example, to calm your mind down, you can develop a more responsive awareness when it comes to how you communicate with others. When you have to make a decision, decide when your psychological state is calm and rational. There is a process in between a situation happening and the action you take. There is a gap there and you want to figure out what that gap is. It doesn't move straight from emotion to feeling to action. Something is happening in the middle. Okay. Here are your three words for today. Meta. And I say meta because it's all about the feelings, 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 feelings. There's something behind it. There's something behind it. And if you can get to that core, healing can start to take place. The second word is language. You want to put language to your emotions so that you can say it right, so you can express the right emotions and also be able to attune or connect with some people and be able to help them also. The third word is responsive awareness. Responsive awareness is being aware of your responses that you give. Simple. (laughs) And here are your three actions for today. Connect, 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 connect with me. Subscribe, like, share, comment, follow in that order, okay? The second action is I want you to answer these questions. And these are questions that you probably can ask yourself. The first question, what is the emotion underneath how I feel about this situation, that person? And the second question, I have linked an emotion wheel in the show notes for you. So I want you to go ahead and take a look at that emotion wheel and answer that question that I asked you. And then the second one also is, I want you to describe the feeling about the feeling using I am and I feel statements. And then the third action is for you to practice, 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 practice. Practice using the I feel statements. Well, 
friends this has been great and i am so excited for what is ahead i feel like this work that we are doing is helping not only our soul but most importantly our spirit okay you want to be soul fed but you also want to be spirit fed and led I am sure your hearts will be so full as you are responsively aware and expressive about your feelings. So let's choose to be free. Let's choose to live free. Let's choose to stay free. Being faithfully renewed, encouraged, exceptional women and men of God. Like my daughter, y'all, she is now very much aware of the fact that she needs to be mindful of how she responds to people, how she reacts to people, because it will always be coming from a place. So friends, this is Kate, your Chief Joy Activator, signing out. Until next time, I pray that God's goodness and mercy follows you wherever you go. And remember, healed people heal people. So go into the world and heal someone today. I love you. Bye.